I don't know if you've ever carried around a cup of sperm in your life. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the No Instructions Needed podcast. I am Little A or A Con or Con Z, or I don't think we actually landed on one, um, but I know what we did land on, and that was the big D. What's up, brother? How you doing? Oh, not bad, man. Had a couple Friday afternoon pints. I'm feeling good, ready to do one. Uh, gaining a lot of momentum, it seems, in the last few weeks. So, uh, yeah, energy's high today. Good, good spirits all around. We're not, we're not the only one landing on uh, the big D these days, but that might be for another podcast uh, in the evening time. Uh, but listen, I, I'm happy to be here. You know, Conzi, little small A, whatever we want to call you. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Chelsea being in the Champions League final, and I know that I know that Chapsy didn't like it, but let's just be honest. When we're talking about setting some of the records that we have over the last two episodes, we have talked soccer. No, Chelsea's where it's at. You love Ted Lasso. Embrace it, Chapsy. What's going on with you? Okay, so there's so many lies in there. Um, so so the first thing I'm going to say is wow. Uh, it's really it's hard to put in like context what these last two weeks have really been like for uh, for the no instructions needed podcast. Um, it's uh, it's amazing. We're just so blown back from uh, how many people have downloaded us, how many people are following us, uh, the, the word of mouth stuff that's happening, and it has us thinking real, real big things. And I just I just really, really want to say thank you to everybody who has downloaded everyone who has told people about it, be a friend, tell a friend, please just keep doing the same thing because we're setting records literally every single day with the amount of uh, downloads we get. Like we just set, I haven't even told these guys yet. We literally just set an overall download record for most downloads we ever had in the day. Like for all our episodes, like it, it is just insane what's going on right now. And it's uh, it's amazing. So thank you, No Instructions Need Nation, uh, or No Instructions Need, whatever we're going to call you, NIN Nation. Nation. NIN Nation. The <laughs> NIN Nation, we thank you guys so much. And again, don't be a lazy motherfucker. Be a friend, tell a friend. I want to see some people. Send us the screenshots. Be like, see, I sent this to five people. I'll send you swag. I don't give a shit. Send us screenshots of this, and we'll get some swag coming your way. Second thing is... Chelsea and soccer, yes. All of a sudden, we're setting all these records. It's cool. I get it. We also brought on a new host at the same fucking time, and we signed some sponsorship deals. So, I mean, there's some stuff here that I could say, well, there's probably some issues as far as what you're saying. I would prioritize a few things above Chelsea. Let's just put it that way. And it's pretty much at the bottom of my list. Uh, you know, I can go into a 15 com 15 minute conversation about wieners again before I <laughs> before I talk about Chelsea. Dude, I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed. I was going to tell you and and big up, you know, some of uh, some of the people that are talking about the Chargers and the fact that they might be AFC contenders. One of, you know, Chaps and I favorite person to follow on on Twitter, Miss Mina Kimes. Yeah. But you know what? Because you just steward Chelsea, fuck that. Chargers are still <laughs> trash. Fuck Philip Rivers. You guys are going down. Well, this is the perfect segue to our sponsor. I'm out of right, here. Alan? <laughs> Alan, I think you should tell the people who, who this episode is brought by. 
We, yeah, I mean, first off, another big thank you to Trench. That was a, that was a great week of a lot of fun uh, with them. But we do have a new sponsor to announce, and that is QR Zones. So QR Zones, uh, they take care of search engine optimization. They can help businesses bridge that digital gap, help uh, you reach new customers, help you build out websites. Uh, thing in the tech world that we don't really understand is what QR Zones does. Uh, so go check them out. Um, we're going to be dropping a lot of content for them over the next week. And uh, yeah, pretty excited to have them on board. They're, they're a lot of fun to work with us, uh, work with. Um, they let us kind of be ourselves and I'm, I'm stoked to have them on board. Um, and to piggyback, yes, we are going to talk about Chelsea on this pod. Among other things that have happened, it's been a um, big week in the, the uh, hockey world. Um, and I don't know if you guys have been watching a, a big week in space exploration too. A lot of stuff going on with um, Elon Musk, and uh... he he's he's actually uh, hosting s hosting SNL, uh, which is going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I heard uh, a bunch of the SNL castmates were a bit uh, upset with some of the tweets he was putting out. So uh, I don't know how how good they'll drive when it comes to it, but. Uh, yeah, the the Doge coin has also taken a big uh, hike. Uh, we'll have a crypto expert on in the future, I think. But uh, I think it they're directly correlated that you know he's making this appearance and that the Doge coin is to the moon, as they say. But uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Um, yeah, the the cryptocurrency, the uh, Doge coin, the Elon Musk. I think Elon Musk is an alien, possibly. Like I'm not 100 percent convinced he's human because everything that guy touches is just gold. So until someone can tell me that there's like an actual video of him coming out the womb, I uh, I think he's probably an alien. Everything that he does is like, like oh, you know what? I'm going to create, what was the company? We could create PayPal, right? PayPal. Yeah, PayPal. So he creates PayPal, like visionary, unbelievable. How much did he sell for? Like a hundred million bucks or something like that? Like it wasn't, it's a lot of money to us, but it wasn't like a crazy outstanding amount. And then he's like, you know, I'm going to go build an electric car. Fuck it. Dumps all the money into electric cars. And then he builds spacex and he's just this multi-gazillionaire who's getting thrown out of elevators by amber heard and it's just like <laughs> the, the most bizarre life he is the single most interesting bizarre random alien i've ever seen in my whole entire life yeah people also who are not maybe like on the west coast of california don't know that he's also building these underground tunnels that are basically getting ready to shoot cars underground at ridiculous speeds on like this ramp that's going to allow travel from like coast to coast or even just down the coast at a rapid speed. So basically at this point, Elon Musk starts PayPal and gets like carte blanche for anything that he wants to do moving forward. SpaceX, he wants to put a fucking Tesla on the moon. No problem. We're going to go ahead and give you billions of dollars to do that. The next thing he's going to do is he's going to want to explore fucking uranus and we're gonna just strap a rocket to him and he's gonna be good to go and by How the way chaps, do you want <laughs> yeah, exactly. just tell us where to sign and we'll just give you whatever money dogecoin started off as like a joke that they kind of just like made and now it is fucking flying flying through the atmosphere to the moon <laughs> to the moon 
Alan, I think your issues are better now. So you can throw in that, uh, yes, you agree with Chaps for the first time on this podcast and uh, and that's, that Elon Musk is an alien. Oh, no, his, his, oh. His, 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 oh. his audio is completely fucked. We can't even hear him now. This, this, is, is, this, is, this is what happens when you praise... One guy who brings in all these deals, sponsorships, and bringing in QR <laughs> his own, and fucking not giving Chelsea the credit that they deserve. This is what happens. The Zoom gods fuck you in the ass. I told oh. you guys. I told you we should have stayed at three. This like this has never happened before. It's always been clean audio it's, and clean fun. It's I swear where, this is the first time for me. It's, yeah, yeah, you've never had to scrap a whole podcast or anything like that. Never has that ever happened. Um, listen, uh, yeah, it's just he's lived a crazy life, and I don't, uh, I, I just don't understand. It's like Jeff Bezos; it's the same thing, right? Like that that guy just said, "Hey, I'm going to open a bookshop," and then all of a sudden, he's got how many hundred? Is it is he worth a hundred billion dollars? Like he's got to be. Oh, more than that, maybe I, even. It he's, grows every he's, day. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Like a bookstore to that. Think about that. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. the uh, I remember the original photo of him in like his little shitty office with a piece of paper, like Amazon, just on the wall was uh, was pretty cool to see where where he's at now. But when you talk about you're so rich, and Bill Gates is now going to be in this conversation as well. You're so rich that when you get divorced, you make your former partner one of the richest women in the world and their claim to fame is that they were just with you to support you through your you know your projects and to see it from beginning to end but you make them one of the top 10 richest women in the world insane absolutely insane yeah man i can't even imagine just walking away and and bringing that check with you that that big novelty lottery check of like 35 billion dollars and you go to the next bank and be like cash it please so <laughs> i think old melinda's doing okay you know I, i'm assuming it's probably not easy being married to someone like that where they're just like working 24 7 so you know she deserves it i'm assuming you know from uh gotta be probably a lot of lonely nights and uh a big old empty house so uh you know she should get some out of it for sure well bill basically on the day that they file the papers just cut her a check like immediately like day of just said here's some cash it was like 1.8 billion dollars like just an easy easy you know check the cash for for him but <laughs> absolutely in crazy normally you know when us regular people break up we leave our lovely ladies with some sort of like sweatshirt t-shirt the occasional trip to the you know er for an sti but Be- bezos <laughs> Fucking Bill Gates is just dropping 1.8 billion. Easy. Nice parting gift. We good now? We good? Oh my. All right. Bye. <laughs> All right, Alan. Let's test that audio. Am I back? Oh, he's back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, I think we got to thank the uh, internet and Toby NOBC. Oh, good. Let's let people know where you live. <laughs> Um, <laughs> right, what was that address again? That's just one more time for all of us. <laughs> also, code. You want my sin too? He gets tons of Amazon packages. Just stake out yeah. his house. Send him out. <laughs> I'd be happy if I got a stalker. <laughs> would you? Yeah. Send him. What would you do? Uh, you would, 
what, like you'd be happy if someone was stalking yeah, you. Yeah, we don't we don't have any blinds either right now with the new house, so it'd be pretty easy. It'll show his wife he's still desirable. It, exactly. There. <laughs> The he's big D right knows. Now, she's sitting right now saying, oh, no, no girl wants him. He gets a stalker. That changes. Yeah. So someone knocks on the door. Uh, I'm looking for a little or a small A. I heard a small A is available. <laughs> small. She'd be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Wait, okay. Let's let's do this hypothetical a little bit more. Okay. So where are we going so we with have, this? I don't even know. We're, we're, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm still trying to figure this out. I'm just trying to figure out why Alan would why big a or little a or or con air or conzi or or whatever the fuck his name is uh would prefer like would like to have a stalker is it just a desirable thing like it's not like when you go to the bar like this is to me this is more flattery for me i go to the bar me and D, me and the big d go to the old uh, <laughs> the cougar bar, the old cougar bar and, and the cougar's like hey dapsy pap 30, 30 seconds 30 seconds 30 seconds like here we, we were go. in it i'm like hey hey i'm married Sorry, like, I'm, I'm, I'm taken. Like that feels good to me. I'm like, yeah, okay. I still got it. Yeah, my wife did quite settle. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But well, then you just turn around and just say, yeah, I'll, I'll get a stalker. Like, what the you, fuck sir. is that? Well, I'm not talking like the stalker that's gonna come kill me. Uh, but like at a distance, like creep. That, that's. I mean, it's ongoing, right? You get your thirty seconds of joy. Stalkers for life sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, that song should play now. I just had sex. <laughs> and it felt so good. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, everything stalker, I think Jim Carrey in, uh, in the cable guy. Like that's, that's, that's the stalker to me. Yeah, that's, you think that's a good movie? Really? What about swim I, I, fan? You enjoyable. Guys, I thought it was great. You guys were a swim fan? Yes. They, like, oh yeah. <laughs> And then she stalks him after they get it on. Was that Julia Hello. Stiles? Oh no! That's... It was uh, what was her name? She was in movie. Shafty's in... racing on the IMDb here. Damn fucking straight. So I'm the stats and info guy. I put <laughs> I put swim man as I can't. <laughs> That's not the movie. swim man. Swim man. I, you're probably getting Aquaman results. It's uh, Erica <laughs> Christian. Christensen. Oh, Christensen. Right, okay. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't Christensen, read the whole name. Yeah. There. Jesse Bradford okay. is can't awesome. even read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very true. I mean, I, I like that pool scene. That was a nice scene. Yeah. I remember yeah. that when, when I was younger. When you're like 14. Yes. You know, you're putting a pillow all over there. You're hiding it. <laughs> okay, so th this is a great question. What is like your growing up movie that oh. you loved for these kinds of reasons? You can give two if you can settled. I'm going to start with my number one, The Beach. The Beach had some great scenes in there. Um, you know, you got a you know, young Leo. You got a young, I don't even know. I'm pretty sure like Tilda Swanson is in that one. Yeah, 100%. Tilda, Tilda yeah. Swinton. Yeah. There we go. That one. Yeah. Sorry, I'm reading off the same script as Chaps over here. Um, <laughs> no, we, well, mean, yeah. on, on this podcast, we don't script our stuff. <laughs> but okay, so I got the beach. What, uh, what, big D, you know, what's your go to adolescent movie? I don't, I don't really quite remember a movie, to be honest with you, but you know, this, this, you remember the show Blind Date? Oh yeah. So the ones where they would like where the date would go well, let's say per se, and they were like getting it on in the hot tub, that did it for a 12-year-old Dean. 
Wow. And they'd like take their shirts off and they'd like kind of like uh, censor out the the boobies. And I'd be like 12 years old, like nice. (laughs) But like it was like one in every like 10 episodes, maybe. So you had to you had to stay tuned. (laughs) This is a great topic. Yeah. Um, Chapsy, let's kick it to you. Mine's a bit weird, but that's what I, that's what first thing popped to my mind. So there's there's a couple different ones. I think Mahalo Mahalo Land or what's it called Mahalo Mahalo Drive. Drive. Mahalo <laughs> Drive had a pretty good little sexy Bexy scene in there. Uh, I I really enjoyed that scene <laughs> multiple times. Uh, also, uh, what was the other one? There's there's so many different ones. Um, oh, what's the one with? Uh, <laughs> This weird thing, the the one with Denise Richards and uh, Wild Things. Wild Things. That's 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 a good one. That's that's, Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that one. That's probably my favorite one. I remember that. Steamy here. I remember, like, yeah, to ask my parents to rent that movie. I want to know what like a twelve year old chap's like. Mom, Dad, can you rent this movie for me? I know, I know the title is a little strange. I promise it's about taming a horse. I promise you nothing <laughs> other than that. So, Here, chap, a fussy no old problem. horse. <laughs> Shout out, Lori. She definitely rented that for you, and she knew oh. what was going on. She just oh. gave you your alone time, gave you oh. some lotion and a couple Kleenex boxes. You're good to go. <laughs> Okay, I thought of one. Sorry, Al, I'm going to cut you off here before you even get going. <laughs> you know what? One, it didn't have any sex. Oh, it did, but it was more action. But like when you're like, it was like I was like 10, 11 years old and my mom let us rent it. Starship Troopers. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. There's, there are some, there are some men and women naked in that one. So whatever you're into, we don't, I'm we learning don't a, I'm learning a lot about a young being here. Starship Troopers <laughs> rules. Starship Troopers, great movie, great, great movie. movie. But blind date being like your adolescent go to to like well, Woody Woody the Woodpecker over here was just a little. It's a little weird. It's a little. Awkward. I'm gonna follow up it. on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up on that. When I was a bit older, so let's say toward the end of high school, um, I won't say his name, but someone in my household procured a satellite dish that wasn't necessarily street. <laughs> legal all right and so because it was was unlocked we had every single channel and i'm talking every single channel however one of the ones was blind date like the x or the r-rated version where they actually like get it on and they show it and they show it and i don't know if it's like and they're in that one they don't censor out anything right so it was a it was a nice little circle you know it came full circle in the end you know five years later i get this uh street non-street legal satellite that has ppv blind date triple x edition not i'm not talking vin diesel and you know just you just come to see it uh what you wanted to see when you were 12 five years later the All end. Right, I, uh, you gotta follow I, that shit up i know i can't believe nobody said red shoe diaries on showcase oh, oh showcase. yeah yeah followed by g-string divas Elwood. Uh, but if you're going movie, uh, Cruel Intentions, Sarah oh. Sarah Michelle Geller is that yeah, her name? Yeah, 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 she did it for me. That's the young Conzi right there. <laughs> and was it, what? Who was the uh, who was the good girl in that movie? Reese Witherspoon. Reese buddy. Witherspoon. Come yeah. on now, you got to know that. Uh, Reese. 
and and uh, her husband was Brian Filthy, right? man. Brian Filthy. Yeah. 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 Bang. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, that was stepsister uh, fantasy right there yeah, started for every, every guy in the world. Yeah. Right there. That was it. That was yeah. the beginning of the genre for for Chapsy over there. Oh, uh, you guys want to hear a really funny story? This is probably I don't know if I should actually share this on the podcast or not, but I'm going to. My mom was going to kill me, but that's okay. So, so we had like a, a modem at our house, right? Like growing up, like we all had the the computer, right? And. Uh, Oh, this is not going to be good. Um, so obviously I was a younger boy. I was becoming a man and I downloaded some stuff that wasn't exactly appropriate for your mom to be see what you're downloading, right? So anyways, the years go by and I abuse that computer. That's a very, very <laughs> top of abusing computers. And anyways, I move out and I have kids now and years pass and everything like that, right? For some reason, my dad and my mom still had that computer. I don't know why they just did. They kept it and it had something to do with like, it had stored pictures on it or something like that. So my my, my, had some pictures. All right. So my mom gives it to this, to this guy where they live and says, Hey, can you get all the pictures and videos off this computer? this This guy makes a disc of all the videos and pictures. That I that were ever downloaded on that laptop, and he gives it to my mom, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, oh. did you have like some boys growing up?" And she's like, "Yeah, we got two sons." She's like, "He's like, well, I could definitely tell you're gonna you're gonna not want to look at all the pictures that you have downloaded." <laughs> and my mom calls me. She's like, "Clint, you're a fucking pervert." <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> So my mom got given a box of all my childhood fantasies when I was growing up, pretty much given to her, and said, Here, "Here's all the pictures and videos that your son was wanking into." Oh, man, how the Jeez. internet has changed the game from not having to download stuff or get illegal boxes now, where like literally, it's accessible through incognito windows on your cell phone. And like, the old browsers membership. Listen, a membership. Who needs a membership, man? You just punch that shit in there. You're good to go. And make sure that you turn off your Bluetooth so you don't connect to the fucking car that's leaving out the driveway late at nighttime. <laughs> that happened to my buddy like a few months ago. Yeah. It's just like, can you turn it down, please? Like, he lives in like a condo and it was like, I connected to the Bluetooth and he was like watching it. He didn't know. And still, like, neighbor, <laughs> he was like, he was full on just like mid scene and he was just lighting a few candles and uh <laughs> playing some uh some smooth jazz i'll leave him nameless love you dude <laughs> i don't live in a condo um that is fucking welcome uh welcome qr zones i was gonna yes. say do we are they are we still are we still sponsored like what we, we thought trench was bad after the first three yeah. minutes of the podcast last week Great debut, QR Zones. Great debut. This is what happens when it's not scripted. Our our minds wander. <laughs> yeah, well, the first thing we do last episode, talk about Dean's penis size, which is massive. <laughs> this episode, we want, we want may, to, I add? may I add? <laughs> now we're talking about what, what's our favorite sex scene growing up as kids. <laughs> Listen, this this might be the... This might be the greatest plug for QR Zones. They might be able to come up with a QR code for us that takes us to our favorite website. Download straight to our favorite movie. Mr. Skin. (laughs) 
Oh, oh Mil- Milf Hunter. Oh, oh, Milf Hunter. Oh, that was a- oh, oh, no. Hey, now you're talking. Oh, my God. It's all down here from here. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> oh, what a what a great time. Uh, What's yeah. a great time we're, we're just alive. talking about yeah we're just talking about stuff that kids nowadays are, are you know they're going through we're just trying to relate to our younger audience that's nothing wrong with that this is a natural thing as long as we you know just don't get too carried away and run up credit card bills for memberships for like thousands of dollars like we hear on the news all the time so could be worse you could be buying vc coin for Fortnite and spending four thousand dollars of your mom's credit card the kids have yeah, it easy though true. man like red shoe diaries alan like you had to like pry your eyes open at like 1 a.m to watch that stuff just to get a little look these kids just <laughs> they have bust out their like nine-year-olds bust out their iphone 12s and pull it on up we had to like go into the computer room when like no one was home and like you know I mean, it's not gonna be back yeah. from like 20 minutes yeah. i got this is my window <laughs> like to see man, some movies now, <laughs> this is my window man <laughs> I remember like 11, 12 years old trying to, we we're trying to make up credit card numbers into some of the sites. It's like we were just going to get one right or something like that. <laughs> try it. Try like three more nines. Okay, so you mean one, 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 one doesn't work? <laughs> so, so when I talked about having a healthy appetite for these things and not going overboard, that is the kind of behavior that gets you into trouble. You're starting to have fraudulent credit cards. This no bueno if you're experiencing any of these things get some help uh, welcome to the no instructions need podcast <laughs> browse the internet responsibly Jesus. incognito windows boys incognito all right windows. all right let's go let's go here so um, switching it up switching it up. switching it up is there a better bad movie than uh than grown-ups like, is that your favorite, like, bad... Because you always talk about Growing Ups, Julian. Is that your favorite? Because like, it's a terrible movie. It's one It's one of Adam Sandler's worst movies. And do you think that is your favorite bad movie? No, nah, there's definitely worse movies than that that I love. But, like, it's definitely one of those movies that comes on and you can't help but watch it, right? Like, you're going to watch it. You know that it's terrible. They have, like, terrible plot lines, some... You know, guys want to relive their glory days from high school playing basketball, but it's like entertaining just because five friends got together and Adam Sandler basically was like, guys, we're going to make a movie. We're going to get paid to go live at a cottage for half of the summer while we shoot this movie. We're going to have all these like cool things that we're doing and we're all just going to hang out and they're going to film it. And that's what I love about Adam Sandler, because basically all of his movies now, like just go with it. Hey, buds, you guys want to come to Hawaii with me while we shoot this movie? For like a couple mil, and then we'll just have like a vacation. Adam Sandler's a G. I'm pretty sure I like Little Nicky's terrible. I still love that movie. So I got one. The best worst Adam Sandler movie by far is That's My Boy. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. It's so bad that it's so good. It's so funny. It's like he has a garbage bag. He's like, it's a fucking hefty bag. Because <laughs> Andy Samberg's like, what's that, Versace? <laughs> the tattoo. That big yeah. ass tattoo. Oh, man. Oh, that movie's so funny. Conzi, what's your favorite bad Sandler movie? Uh, I don't know if I, I don't like any of the bad ones. I mean, I love Happy Gilmore. I love uh, Billy Madison, but those are the classics, those are the good ones. What's the one where he plays his sister, his own sister? Jack and Jill. That's actually not bad. 
That's like that's a literally one. that is a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I laugh. Yeah. Oh, awesome. You just let off with I don't like any of the bad ones, and then you listed <laughs> the, worst the worst one, worst one no. ever made. The worst one is <laughs> yeah. the Western one. Oh, that, a thousand ways to die in the West. That was like unwatchable. Yeah, yeah that was bad. <laughs> My favorite ones just go with it. I know it makes me feel good inside. I just like laugh a lot. Uh, there's some really funny scenes with the kids. Jennifer Aniston's a terrible, terrible actress, but she's hilarious in that in that uh, in that movie. I I, I like that movie. It makes me feel good. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Underrated film too, which I uh, enjoy watching when it comes on, is Blended. Oh yeah, with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. That it's you know it's a good film. It's got some laughs. It's wholesome. It's it's solid. It's not terrible. Fifty. 51st dates is another good one that's not bad though that's i think that's you're creeping into good territory here i'm talking like 20 percent or lower on rotten tomatoes yeah the Bi- chaps bible is rotten tomatoes <laughs> no it's not fuck rotten tomatoes man they 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 do some stupid shit i'd love to get them on and kill them right to their face <laughs> i fucking hate them is this going to turn into a 20-minute Batman conversation? or what? No, it's not. It's not. But <laughs> no, fact no. Is they look- Shout out Moon Knight. Shout out Moon Knight. Moon Knight looks tight. <laughs> uh, whatever the fuck that garbage is. Um, no, Adam Sandler, like you, like you said, literally gets paid to go on vacations with his friends once a year. And put out good movies and put out shitty movies, but movies. every every yeah, movies every now and then he reminds you like, hey, I can actually act. Where he does like Punch Drunk Love, you're like, oh my god, he's he's actually a good actor. Where he does that god awful awful movie where he's a sports uh, gambling addict. I can't remember what it was called. You just it was re- uh, Uncut Gems, mm-hmm. terrible movie, almost unwatchable. Everyone loved it because it's artsy fartsy and all this stuff, but it's actually garbage. But his acting in that movie so good like like it's it's phenomenal he he can act he just feels like getting paid have you seen rain over me yeah with, that, that's uh, him good. And Don yeah that's a good movie oh that was like one of my favorite sandler movies only because like it was again it was one of those spanglish yeah pan, punch on glove kind of like just different films that he did and i actually really really liked that you know post 9-11 stuff i thought was really uh was really interesting yeah no it's uh it's uh it's a good. I see someone peeking through uh, Alan's uh, feed here. He's got he's got some some gremlins coming to to check up on him. <laughs> Thought we were gonna avoid them tonight. It didn't happen. Oh, they're gone. They're gone. We're good. <laughs> hey, Julian, what's uh, what's your uh, situation saying these days? Uh, is the final countdown on? Some Europe? Yeah, Europe. Yeah. This yeah, this is. Uh, I think. This might be the second last episode I can do for a little bit because by the time this airs, I'm going to be like 10 days away from baby number three and then, you know, full lockdown. Ontario is already under lockdown and we have been for like ever because our premier is a fucking trash bag (laughs) or as Chap said earlier, a hefty bag. Um, But yeah, no, it's we're we're getting close. We're we're making the final arrangements for for what's going to happen and uh, baby number three coming and then I'm fucking shutting down the baby making factory because it's, it's costing me too much money You're okay scared. so between the four of us in a couple of weeks we'll have two kids each yes 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 100%. because i have zero <laughs> hansi how many kids are you you got you got two kids I, got three. i've got three i've got three and shut it oh. down yeah let's go yeah okay so okay so i gotta ask you what what was it like getting snipped um so 
I'm going to give you guys a great story here because it actually is a pretty good story. I, um, I even paid to go do like the no needle, no scalpel, um, extra thing. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I had to, I had to travel to Kelowna, which isn't that far, but I had to travel out of, out of town to go do this. Uh, but the most humbling and most embarrassing experience in my life. Um, so you walk in there, there's no real like, uh, privacy or any the doctor's just like okay drop your pants and they literally <laughs> wrap an elastic band around the top of your penis and pin it to your t-shirt and i'm i'm turtle heading this thing so bad i'm like i'm gonna snap this elastic band off hit myself in the face and he's gonna have to do this all over again so but the whole procedure like you don't feel anything they actually um freeze you with an air gun Sorry, everybody, you're getting like the inside view of a vasectomy <laughs> right now, but <coughs> QR zones, by the way, sponsor. Um, <laughs> they freeze you with like an air gun. So you feel nothing. He, the whole thing lasts about 15 minutes. So I kind of, I waddle out. I'm all good. Wife's in the car. I sit in there. We get out of the parking lot. About five minutes down the road, I do like the Windows 95 close, like boo, 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 pass out hard. <laughs> and I get, I come, I wake up to my wife going, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Like I didn't feel any pain or anything, but just, I don't know what it was. It, it knocked me out, knocked me on my face. Interesting. So now, uh, now, now Bigo's not going to go do it, but. <laughs> no, listen, I, I got to do it because it's the responsible thing to do. You know, I'm, I've brought three children into the, or I've, I've helped bring three children into this world. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to bring any more. That would be irresponsible of me. But, you know, by the time I go, I'm just going to be all taken care of already by the time the doctors need to go and see my member downstairs by Manscaped, you know, Manscaped 2.0 lawnmower. Hit him with the code. Hit him with your code. <laughs> Hurry up. Let's go. Here we go. Manscaped, Manscaped uh, is now offering you 20% off your full purchases plus free shipping now available in Canada. That's uh, Lawnmower 3.0 anti-nick technology, which means you're not going to cut your balls when you shower and you're doing your little trim, the hard to reach places. Also has an LED light that gets you know right in there. You can see what you're doing. But that's not the plug that I really wanted to do. I just wanted to know, you know, I've, I've had some friends who have have done it and they say the most important thing that you have to do is go for your checkup because i had a buddy of mine in my fantasy baseball pool four kids got snipped didn't go to his follow-up appointment nine months later kid number five biggest surprise um so did you go for your follow-up are you good to go and would you ever think about reversing it for a fourth kid um i did go for my follow-up which is another fun thing to do I, I don't know if you've ever carried around a cup of sperm in your life, but it's like, <laughs> it's, you're, wa- you're almost walking on eggshells the whole time you're doing it. And then you have this awkward phase where you're like, I tried to hand it to them and they're like, no, no, just put it on the counter. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'll shake you. Hey, I got it. I couldn't quite get the lid on. <laughs> but yes, I'm good to go. Um, I don't think, I mean, ours are, all of our kids are like, they're a year apart. So like they're um, three, three, two, and one. So, I mean, I don't think we can add a fourth in there and survive at this point. You cannot. I've met your kids. That's you rapid cannot, fire, You man. cannot survive a fourth one if you do it again. No way. Oh, it's fucking, you know what? I think it's time here to, to, to 
to get our QR zone sponsor read out. So which one, which one of you guys is going to do this? Because quite honestly, if Dapsy Papsy does it, we ain't getting our sponsor after the reaction I had last week. Where's Luna? Where is Luna? <laughs> Who has it in front of them? Well, I do, but I don't want to do it <laughs> because I'm terrible. It's year 2021 and almost everyone you know has a cell phone. So if you're a business and you don't have a way to interact with your customers through the convenience of their phones, you're missing out on a major marketing opportunity and the potential for future insights. Guys, listen, we are in a pandemic right now where we are having less and less interaction with the common people. Therefore, QR codes are a way of the future. Very simple. Have a QR code created. You can send it out. People can just open up the camera app on their phones and get sent directly to the link that you want them to. If you are operating a small business on the internet, mom and pop shop, this is the ultimate way to get new people into your business without doing much. Everyone has a cell phone. That means everyone is a potential customer. All you have to do, connect with QR zones. They will hook you up. They are a great business out here in Vancouver, a tech company helping businesses grow by launching their own fully optimized mobile marketing campaign. They believe that mobile marketing is the future and over 60% of Google searches are coming from your mobile devices. We will make sure that we put up a link for QR zones, follow them on social media, on Instagram, check out their website, get pricing, connect with them. They will lead you to a brighter future and help your business move forward. So it is at QR zones on Instagram. It is qrzones.com. And I believe they're also on Facebook at facebook.com backslash QR zones. Guys, I can't keep the secret. I, I know at the beginning of this, we're going to be like, hey, we're going to wait a week. I, I can't keep it. The, the no instructions needed podcast is powered by QR zones. They're going to be with us this whole time. They're not going nowhere uh, unless FanDuel gives us $50 million. They're not going nowhere. They're going to sit on our on our uh, sponsorship page. They are uh, the, the No Instructions Needed podcast is now powered by QR zones. And the guy that, that got that deal done was Al. So I, I know, Al, you're pretty excited about that. He's just got to get me some internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> give me some of that internet, say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our uh, next sponsor will be uh, a telecommunications company that can hook up the rural British Columbia people <laughs> with proper internet. Yeah. Okay, we got we got to be careful when we're saying rule. Wait till we all go to Alan's house before we say rule. Okay. <laughs> He's living it's large, rural. It is it is not rural, Alan. Do not try that. Just because there's no <laughs> new houses built, your little new development over there, it is not rural. Don't fuck with me. I know where you live. Can I just say one thing? <laughs> yes, Julian. That was a tight ad read, bro. Yeah. You know who will never be a sponsor? Bet365. Fuck you guys. <laughs> you know who is never going to do another ad read again? Chaps. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, I, I, I'm the beautiful face of this thing, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> no. You're, you're the TikTok star. Oh, God. TikTok, TikTok's fucked up, man. Uh, I, there's like zero people following us, and that video has like 550 views. I got, I got, like, Told you. I got no idea how that happened. Listen, I may not be the guy bringing in sponsors, but the one thing I told you, chaps, TikTok organic growth will get eyes and views no matter what. With zero following, trust the process. We got this. We're going to be 
doing all these little <laughs> no we're not no we're not okay i have i turn 32 next week so when this actually drops i'll be i think it's my birthday maybe i'm not too sure but I have never felt like an old man in my life. I know I have old tendencies. My friends call me the dad of the group. That's just kind of my persona. But I've never felt like an old man. When I fired up TikTok for the first time, I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> There's just people dancing. There's like it's it is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I don't know how to use it. I I physically do not know how to use TikTok. I'm trying to like edit the songs and stuff, and I got no idea. I'm gonna have to give it to my niece. We might go over to my uh, my brother in laws and my sister's place tomorrow, and I'm gonna give it to my niece. Be like, hey, you got to edit these videos and add the the boob song where it's like my bra's too tight, my booty shaking, and whatever. Because like I can't I can't figure out how to add that song. And it is I've never felt like an old man, but yesterday TikTok got me, boys. It got me good. <laughs> Does anybody have theories as to why Chaps is, while he may be the dad of the group, while he is still so young at heart and has all of this energy? Because I have some thoughts, but I want to throw it to Diener first. Chaps can get overwhelmed <laughs> at times. And I think that's where he starts shutting down a little bit. So I think that's what happened. He probably went to bed at five o'clock yesterday and uh, had the old early bird dinner. But uh you know, it's like for me too, it, it's not something I'm interested in. So it's when it's like all coming at you, it's like sensory overload. Like, what the hell is all this? And how do I navigate through this page? Like, I still don't know how to use Instagram. I just like look at sports and my friends and stuff like that. Like, whenever Chaps is like, oh, put it up on Instagram, I'm like, no, I don't know how and I don't want to learn. Right. So I think I might be the oldest here. Uh, actually, Julian, are you older than me? You look like a probably thirty three at the end of the year. No, no, yeah, okay. I'm thirty four this year, so I, I'm the old man of the group technically, and I, I can tell you, Alan, no, Alan's older. What? Uh, I am older. You Ready? look like a young gohard. Thirty six. Oh, oh wow! Oh yeah, Fucking, let's go. Yeah, and I I can use the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you did the you did the Coach Carter. Yeah, well, I'm hopeful. Yes, I am hopeful for today. You made that video on our Instagram. Check it out. NIM Nation. Out. Check it out. Chaps went to bed at one a.m. That's the uh, oh, you that's guys. Story. Don't even know. Was, I was actually I drank five of those or five or four of those Caledonia amazing. They're awesome beer, but I just didn't realize that there's caffeine in them for some because I'm an idiot. And I was outside in my backyard, no bullshit, at 12.30 at night in my red robe trying to find the sound that was making noise outside. I was just like buzzing and <laughs> completely freaking out. Uh, but yes, there is – I don't know why I'm all the time hyper and also I can shut it down, Julian, at 7. I got no idea why that happens. I just I, – I, I'm a weird – Dean will tell you some of the craziest nights he's ever had in his life were with me. I don't know why, but he'll also tell you that chaps will go to sleep at 7.30. I get up at 5. I text all you guys at like 5 a.m. BC time. That's what time yeah, I, I know. I'm like, at. stop it. I'm <laughs> 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 like, oh my God, dude, it's like 5. It's because you have sex at like 5 in the afternoon. <laughs> I just had <laughs> I was waiting for that, Alan. Thank you so much. You gotta lob it up so Julian can throw down the alley oop. Oh. 
I had a queued, ready to go. <laughs> was that like, was that a thing we were supposed to do? I missed the memo. <laughs> uh, it's, no, listen, it's all, it's all good, man. But, Organic. I mean, realistically, okay. uh, the MVP of this podcast, the MVP of Chaps' life, shout out the missus, keeping his head game strong, both with yeah. the kids, with work, with this podcast. If it wasn't for his focus and sometimes drained energy, which is why the ad reads come out the way that they do, <laughs> you know, we would not be here. So, uh, <laughs> Bree, you're, you're the best. Number, <laughs> number one. Numero uno. Love what you. a pregame. <laughs> <laughs> do you think she's going to unsubscribe? Oh, yeah. Uh, she's gonna unsubscribe from my love. Just gonna... <laughs> That's it for me. I um, oh god damn. That's fucking I went down here tonight and I was exhausted. I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna be able to do this podcast. And you guys have just knocked it out of the park. You guys are carrying this thing. Uh that's so funny. I actually legitimately have a topic I want to talk about, and I don't know how to transition over to it. So I'm just gonna kind of fire it in there. Um this is kind of awkward funny. transition time. Let's uh, go. Awkward transition. Um, <laughs> what's the male of equivalent or what's the equivalent of giving flowers to women for guys? So, like, what would you expect as guys? Like, what's the equivalent of getting flowers? Like, what what would match that that uh, that present? I thought it was a unique question. I got like, I have no idea. Tickets to a sports game? Yeah, yeah, but that's I mean, like that's like a price kind of increased by a lot. We're talking like this twenty thirty dollar range. Seventy five bucks. Let's go seventy five bucks. If you're not married yet, that that's a, that's a, that's probably might am I spending too much money on flowers? Judging by the other two married people, uh, maybe I'm spending too much money. Fifty fifty bucks. How's that sound? Is that 50 fair? Beans, eh? Yeah, fifty. That's a good question. Um, it might be like some tech at this point, like uh like some like a smart alarm or like a smart clock or something i don't know something like uh, that goes in your car uh i don't know i mean my wife the last gift she gave me were my kids i mean other than that i've returned everything she's fucking bought me over the last five years <laughs> which she always jokes about but it's like it's the sad sad truth um i have an idea of what chaps is getting brief for for uh mother's day which we're gonna get to right <laughs> after we all go through this um but yeah i don't know like 50 bucks i don't know uh like a steak dinner at like the keg or something what about what What do you think Kanzi? low job <laughs> this has to have monetary value that that's priceless right there yeah 50 bucks okay uh, what do we? A good bottle of whiskey. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's two four. Good. A two two four would be. I mean, flowers and beer kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Yeah, I, for me, I think golf. Right for like, I'm like, okay, oh, if, good like, one, good uh, one. I think I think a round of golf to me is kind of the the flowers for me, or like some expensive like Pro V one golf balls. Those are blowjobs are nice too, but um, <laughs> those, those those pro those pro oh we're getting in so much trouble out like our wives are not going to be very happy with this. Um, I'm telling you that right now because they're like BFFs. I take a look inside. Is my dick in a box? Oh my god! It's in a box. Not gonna get you a diamond ring. That sort of gift don't mean anything. <laughs>
Uh, should we change our name to the Balls and Wieners podcast? <laughs> DJ Big O. Fire, fire, fire. Oh, man. Just too easy. Just too easy. This podcast is also sponsored by the Lonely Island. Shout out Lonely Island. Go get them on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get your music. Lonely Island. Let's go. Thank you, QR Zones and Trench. <laughs> We're never getting another sponsor. Um, no, I think Pro V. I don't even know why I was doing this. Yeah, I think Chaps is never going to share this audio with me ever again. Oh, no, never. Now he knows <laughs> that I'm just queuing up music. Oh, I think it's for great. the entire podcast. I think it's great. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the heat here. I'll go. Dean's turn. And I'm a bit different because, you know, I'm not married. And as the self-proclaimed man-child of the group, oh, yes. if someone got me something like that I should have that I don't have because of my man-child status, then that's good for me. It's like something like a piece of art for my wall or like a spatula, perhaps, or like a strainer. It's like, and if not, hmm. Maybe some like a like a a pizza. I love pizza. <laughs> if someone if someone showed up at my house with a pizza, I'd be like, I love you. <laughs> big big sausage pizza. Okay. Or a blizzard. <laughs> oh, blizzards are good. I had a blizzard the other day. Delicious. You love pizza, yeah? Because you said something like uh, a couple when we had one of our first ever episodes of the No Instructions Needed podcast. By the way, if you're listening to this right now, you can find the No Instructions Needed podcast at No Instructions Needed on Instagram www.facebook.com backslash the no instructions needed podcast you can also find us on twitter which is i have we have a lot of fun on twitter because it's a little bit different um it's easier to do you can find us on twitter at uh no ins knee podcast on twitter you can also find us on this cool amazing scan me code that qr zones has brought to us we'll be putting those out and you've probably already seen by now because it's wednesday Thank you, QR Zones, for those. Make sure you guys follow us on uh, on all our uh, social media because, as I think I told Alan today, we, we aren't in the podcast game. We're in the content game. We don't care what it is. We're going to be doing it. The only one that won't be doing any sort of social media is Dean because we all know the big D is flaccid. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Still seven and a half inches. <laughs> that's, that's, that's low. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> No, flaccid. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Jesus! I, no, now we're getting now we're getting out of control here. <laughs> the anaconda don't want none if you ain't got buns, son. Uh, no, but make sure you guys giving us all the fo- the social media love because we uh, that's how the sponsors come and and go. I guess depending on if they listen to the podcast or not. <laughs> but uh, we love you guys and. Yeah, let's uh, let's keep this thing going. I don't even remember what the point was before this. I have no idea what what we were even talking about. TikTok flowers equivalent for fellas. Yeah, I still think it's Pro V ones. I, I, Pro V ones <laughs> to me are the the go to. That's 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 my my thing. Interesting. I mean, listen, you got to golf. I mean, that's a great that's a great way to do it. Um, I got to just quick, quick segue to sports here because we haven't talked about any, any sports and we normally do it. Uh, one thing that's happening currently right now, which would be a couple of days old by the time this airs, but we just had the fourth no hitter pitched in baseball and we have a chance to see two no hitters pitched on the same night. Wade Miley did it already. Sean Manaya in Oakland uh, is through like eight innings right now or six innings. I uh, could have two no hitters same night. Absolutely ridiculous. 
you know, Dean, what, what, uh, what are your thoughts? Have you ever pitched a no hitter? Have you ever seen a no hitter live? Uh, I saw a Roy Halladay complete game two hitter live Ooh, in Seattle. Yes. But uh, this actually does bring up something that uh, has been talked about between me and a buddy of mine. He's a big baseball guy. And apparently they are toying with the idea of moving the pitcher's mound back one foot. So it's 61 feet, yep. six inches, because these guys are just so fudging good. Like before, when I like started watching baseball, when I was like eight, nine, like a 250 batting average wasn't very good. Now it's like, now people are batting like 180 and they still get in the lineup every day. Like, like uh, Danny Jansen on Toronto, he's been like 090 and he still plays. He like a 250 wasn't good. There was like between 300 and like 350 was like that was the American, like Todd Helton hit like 360s one one year. Like these guys are just getting too good. So you have to even the odds because like the movement on these pitches is just like it starts up by your head and ends up by your feet. It's like, so yes, I can believe that two are happening one night and four already this year and the one the other day arguably could have been a perfect game should have been should have been that it's a super gray area so yeah man it's it's crazy and i think change it's like despite the fact that these guys are super strong and super jacked and can like super quick like these pitchers are just too good my my issue with all of this right now though is is the hitting's changed too right like it's not just the pitchers that have changed. The hitting, like the hitting, they're like, okay, we don't care about doubles or singles or anything like that. You either strike out or you hit a home run. That's it. And that's what they're teaching these kids. Like when my little brother was at, uh, I won't say the the college, but he was at a very amazing, good baseball college in the United States that pumps out MLB players, and and that's what they teach them is like, hey, you're up to bat. We don't care. The analytics say singles, doubles don't fucking matter. It's uh, it's home or sorry, singles and triples don't really matter. It's it's doubles and, and home runs. That's all we care about. Three run home run. So I don't care if you strike out. None of that matters. Stealing bases don't matter. It's literally all about that. So they go up there and they're like, okay, I'm gonna guess fastball every. That's why no one can hit a curveball. They're guessing fastball every single pitch, and they're swinging away, and they're hoping for the best. That's why you'll see. Uh, a guy with a 200 batting average, but like 40 home runs and 200 strikeouts. And the analytics will say, no, that's not that bad. I hate the game right now. I hate the way it's going. I love watching guys steal bases. I love watching um, the, the just, I love watching the fastness of the game. Like I, I, that's, that's where, that's where sports to me gets better is when it gets quicker, when it gets faster, not when it's all right. I seen seven home runs today. Yeah. I get jacked up every time Bo Bichette hits a 450 yard Jack, but it's annoying. The uh, defensive, like positioning as well with all the shifts. Yeah, it's like crazy. the the ball comes off the bat, you're like single, and then it's just it's like a double play. Yeah, it's it's like this big hole between second base and first base, and there's this the shortstops come over, and he's just sitting there in the outfield at the, the very beginning of the outfield grass, and he just throws the guy out. You're like, well, me growing up, that was a single every single time, or right up the middle, like the guy's standing there right up the middle, like who does that? Like I'm not like used to that. Obviously, I'm getting it because it's been five, six years since the shift become a prominent thing in the the bigs. But yeah, man, like the pitching, the defensive, like the shifts, the placements, the all the research that's gone into like every single one of these hitters that they know they're going to face. And there's like, this guy's going to hit it here if he hits it on the ground. So sit there. Like it's crazy. And it just kind of makes it a bit, yeah, it's not exciting as much. Fuck you, Billy Bean. <laughs> Baseball Bean. has a problem. 
yeah, baseball is a problem that the, that the NFL doesn't have. They have like roughly the same time of games, those the same length of games. However, football is praised for the fact that it's at least entertaining. It's an experience. Like it's a whole thing. Baseball doesn't get that. Baseball is considered boring, even though the games are still roughly like three hours and like one minute. It's just not a, a great experience overall. And they're gonna move, they're gonna move the mound back. They're gonna lower the mound as well. Cause once they once they raise the mound, they also had a lot of hard times with guys who had different mechanics for their pitching where players just couldn't see it the same way. So it's not coming over the top. Balls are being hidden a little bit longer. And also by the time the hand releases the ball, it's already at the plate, which, you know, like, like chap said, you know, you got a guy like Chris Davis who set the strikeout record, but he also hits like 40 home runs. He'll still be in the major leagues because he can crush a ball, but he'll also be one of the worst, most ineffective players at the same time. I, I like guys like Trevor Bauer guys who, You know, listen, Trevor Bauer, Garrett Cole, they're modifying the ball. They're making the game fun, but they're also celebrating when someone like Fernando Tatis goes yard on them twice in back-to-back games. And they're just like, listen, baseball is supposed to be fun. We need to find ways to market the game to a younger audience and have it be fun again. Right now, it's just a bunch of old, crusty white dudes who just kind of like, we want the game to go back to the way it is. Baseball needs to change. Baseball needs to embrace change. And if they don't do that, they're going to continue to lose fans year after year after year. They're going to come like the CFL. Alan, you don't watch much baseball, do you? No. No. For that for that reason. Um, but I think I think Big D's right. I mean, I feel like uh, analytics has almost killed the game. Right? It has. What? Just because I keep calling him Big D? <laughs> I, I, I honestly thought that... I've Julian adopted the nickname. <laughs> I giggled. I, giggled. I thought Julian was going to say, F off, that's all me. Uh, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you don't watch the game because it's boring and long, correct? Exactly. I, I love a, a live baseball game, but that's because I can sit there and drink beer and enjoy the moments that my head turns and I'm there. But yeah, I... Uh, I've probably watched baseball or um, playoff games sitting around my house, but to sit down and watch a game on TV, I just don't do it. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I think we need to change the game. I think I love the addition of the, 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 uh, the runner on second base for, uh, for extra innings. I love that stuff. Um, I love the, the back-to-back games, seven inning, uh, seven inning games, by the way, if you throw seven no-hit innings, that's a no-hitter if the game ends. That's the way I see it. Madison Bumgarner, you're also a complete asshole, but you're hilarious at the same time. But you are correct in that. Did you know Madison Bumgarner also has an alias that rides, like, cows and all this shit? Yeah. He's the craziest story ever. Um, that's why he went to uh, That's why he went to Arizona. Yeah, so, so he could ride he could bulls. Have his, yeah, so he could have, like, his horses and stuff. Yeah. Uh, there, I got screwed on that. I'm in a very competitive fantasy baseball league, and I had Mad Bum on my team. Didn't get credit for the no-hitter. Fucking bullshit. Yeah, should have. Yeah, it's ridiculous. complete garbage. Suck it at Bet365, even though you have nothing to do with this. <laughs> it's always suck at Bet365. Always. Uh, so, so yeah, I think, I, you know what, they're losing kids. Uh, like I said, when I was growing up in Prince George, if we want to relate this back to last episode, Prince George literally had one of the single best baseball systems in all of Canada. And it just was wild how it worked. BC has really, really good baseball. Like I, I played against a lot of uh, professional baseball players now. Um, and it's just uh, kids don't want to play anymore. Kids love LeBron James. They want to go shoot the basketball. Uh, basketball is the fastest growing sport in Canada. It's insane how much it's growing. I quit hockey when I was 16 to play basketball. 
that that's that's a legitimate thing that happened in my life and it was like i remember my 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 parents were kind of like oh that's weird right like why is our son into basketball like what's going on here um it wasn't like a normal thing to do in canada now kids don't even play hockey and baseball anymore they just go straight to basketball so i think uh we got to figure out how to attract younger kids to to baseball and i, I don't know how that is possible Basketball is a cheaper alternative. You don't need the same amount of equipment. You don't need to pay these ridiculous fees to join a league. Like there are so many grassroots leagues. You could just go to like your local playground and be able to play the game and not need nine, 18 people to play a full nine on nine game. You can play three on three. You can play one on one, five on five. Like it's, it's way more accessible. And that's why you have more people gravitating to that than playing a game like hockey, which is in the thousands of dollars every single year for new equipment as you're growing for league fees, for all of this kind of stuff. So basketball's taken over. Big O's right. I mean, all you have to do is pick up a ball. You look at hockey in the youth ranks in Canada. Now it's all shifted to academies. Kids are having to move away from small towns. You're living away from home at 13, 14 years old at a shot of being in that top 1%. And like even even AAA rep programs are having trouble keeping a team together because kids are being pulled to these, some of them $50,000 a year academies, right? And whereas, yeah, a kid can pick up a basketball and like Big O said, go play in the park, go play at his high school, go play anywhere, right? And it's still, it's going to bring probably the same opportunities as a lot of these kids are going to get at these elite hockey academies. It's crazy. Like when I was growing up, I got uh, my sister, <clears throat> as I spit all over the microphone, my sister was a uh, a very, very good basketball player. And we went to a place called uh, Notre Dame uh, School out there in Wilcox, Saskatchewan. And it, it's it's pretty much a, a women's basketball factory and a, a hockey factory. Like we're talking, they've had like four or five first overall picks in the NHL draft. Like Vincent LeCavier might have went, yeah, went there. Yeah, Curtis Joseph. So I got, we all, my sister and I actually got accepted to go to this school. And for family reasons, we didn't end up going. But uh, that's when it all started changing is when you get, when you get these schools. I remember walking into there and seeing like this academy. And like you said, it is like a hall. It's literally this little town in Saskatchewan. And all they do is they pray and they play hockey and basketball. That is it. And they pump out all these good players. And I'm, I don't know what it would have cost my parents to to get us there. They were more interested in my sister. I was more of a tag along with the whole thing. But uh, like it probably would have cost them 50000 bucks a kid just to, just to get those guys there. And it, it's crazy. And you know what? It, it works. I think that's the worst part is these schools work. And that's why these rep hockey uh, systems are going away is because, like I just said, Vincent LeCavier, who is a, arguably a Hall of Fame hockey player, goes to these places and and succeeds so it's uh it's cruel but it's 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 the way of the future it's the way of the now some of these kids like i see on like you know whatever snapchat instagram they're like 11 and they go to like cryo treatment and hyperbaric train chamber treatments it's like who like i can't even afford this for myself and like these kids are 11 and doing it so yeah it's it's about the do re mis they're like basketball soccer what do you need pair of shoes and a ball Fields everywhere, hoops everywhere, baseball, glove, mitt, cleats, uh, you know, field time. There are how many baseball diamonds are there compared to soccer field? It's, it's a fraction, right? So same thing with hockey. That's thousands of dollars. So it, it's it's about the do-re-mi, man. Like, you know, the, 
people that are kids that play hockey usually have parents that more make decent money, right? And you're not not many lower income kids are playing hockey just because it's like thousands of dollars. When I, I was growing up, I had a single mother and I had two brothers and I wanted to play hockey. My mom's like, hell no, I'm not waking up at five o'clock to take you. Like, I, and then I'd have to do it with your two brothers too. So like I'm, I'm signing up for, her. and she worked at night. So it's like, I'm not going to sign up to wake up at 4am every day to take your ass to hockey. And like at a time I'm like, Oh, but now I'm just like, of course, like I wouldn't do that either. Wait, just, wait how old were you Dean at the time? I was probably like eight or nine. Oh, okay. So it was just a few years before you got into Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> found, yeah found a so. new hobby. Yeah. No no hockey, but, uh, you know, you found another okay, way to Okay, you know what? You know what? Dean just, know, like this, Dean just gave this heartfelt moment. Like his one of his really. first, like, heartfelt <laughs> moments on the podcast. And, and the first thing Big O does is like, so, like, so, so you just got into masturbating. <laughs> then you explored your body. All I'm saying is that, listen, this is hockey's fault. If you didn't cost so much money, then you would have more people physically going outside and getting active and not having to stay inside of your own home and be active yourself. I, would, I mean, it's it's really no, simple. Because no, sports were my life growing up. I played basketball and soccer fairly competitively, and I still found the time. So your argument <laughs> falls in on itself. <laughs> Dean is a phenomenal soccer player. He's a Nene. mediocre basketball player. Um, yes, <laughs> that is true. true. No, I think uh, I think you guys are are all right there. You got anything to add on this, Al? Before I randomly change the subject to something else. Uh, I, well, I'm glad we talked about hockey. I don't know if this is what you're going to change it to because I wanted to ask you guys if you saw what was going on with the Rangers, Washington Capitals this week. And the Rangers basically calling for George Peros to be ousted and being fined $250,000 and us actually getting a taste of some old style rough em up hockey, which I love. And I wanted to see if you guys are on the same page. Um, media is calling this violence. And uh, I want to see if you guys love that old style hockey game. Are you this new age where this stuff doesn't belong and uh, we're done with this? Okay, I got to take a piss here. So I'm going to go first, and then I'm going to take a piss. Um, <laughs> I loved everything that happened this week with hockey. I loved the 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 fights. Tom Wilson probably should have got suspended. George Peros may or may not be paid by Tom Wilson. I'm not convinced that he's not because that dude has a multiple rap sheet and should have been suspended. But he, he pretty much pedigreed fucking our near Panera onto the ice like pretty much said suck it dx and fucking pedigreed him right on hit him with it big o <laughs> he can't he's not prepped for it uh, <laughs> i thought you had the dx song prep you have alan song prep God, uh, continue no. please but uh but no he, he so i loved it I, I actually love what tom wilson did too i don't have a problem with what he did but he should have been suspended and I love what the New York Rangers did afterwards, releasing that statement like, fuck you. Yes, this is bullshit. And I'll revert it to my Canucks. Alex Edler gets two games for kneeing. And then this guy, like pedigree somebody, has a rap sheet longer than freaking uh, any, almost any other NHL player in history, like Matt Cook style. And he gets $5,000 fine. It's like the NHL scene. And I, I, I don't, I'm not. Dean knows me better than anybody on this podcast. He knows I'm not like a conspiracy thinking type of guy, but I think the NHL literally seen something here and they're like, holy fuck, we can get a whole bunch of eyeballs on the screen. George 
only give them like a five thousand dollar fine and let's watch what happens here they play each other again in two days (laughs) oh i guarantee you that's what happened and then then the rangers just played right into that hand that they call them out and there's fights and the worst part was for the rangers they got their ass kicked (laughs) they just said every fight they got knocked out and it's it's crazy that game itself was crazy because you got tj oc whose dad just passed away drops a hat trick in that game and nobody's talking about it i loved every single second of it i do think george peros quite honestly should be fired because i think it was absolutely garbage that that guy didn't get suspended and i will now take my piss break later I mean, I think I love violence in hockey. I think it's one of the places that still it still can thrive and still belong. I think, you know, we're obviously getting rid of, you know, hitting in hockey underneath a rep level because we're trying to make the game safer. I think that's actually counterproductive. Not teaching a kid how to hit or receive a hit properly is actually what's going to get them injured and not the fact that there's body checking. You teach them how to do it properly. You teach them how to do it smartly. You're going to be fine. But this is just the indication of like, if you want to play old school hockey, you need to have players on your team that can do this type of thing. There was a reason why the George LaRocks, the George Parrishes, you know, rest in peace, the Wade Belaks had their roles on these teams. And when you have stars like Austin Matthews and you have John Tavares on Toronto and you have all these young guys, you need someone to protect them. Wayne Gretzky had someone to protect them. That's why nobody fucked with Wayne. If you don't, you're going to have guys get injured. You need to protect guys like Connor McDavid, McDavid and have players that can make sure that no one takes a shot at your guy. And if somebody does, you have someone that can go do it. Shout out to the New York Rangers who trotted out like the smallest guy to try and go stand up and fucking fight Wilson. Obviously it didn't work, but like you got balls to go do it. At least like you're showing this is what it is. Do I agree with the $250,000 fine? Absolutely not. I think it's a fucking joke. I don't think you need to do that. And then the Rangers had guys who fucking resigned, like their team president and like vice president resigned. This is the NHL is making a farce of itself yet again. But here's the thing. If you don't want that shit to happen, put an enforcer on your team that can protect your star player. It's not hard. It's smart business. This is not a finesse game. You still have some of these rough and tumble guys. Be smart and protect your assets. Yeah, Pavel Bure had uh, Donald Brashear. Remember that guy? He, oh, he could yeah. chuck him, man. Uh, my take on this is actually when I first saw it, I'm like, okay, like it wasn't that bad. Like what's, what's all, what's the hubbub about? And then I'm like, okay, it's Tom Wilson. And I know, and I'm, I don't follow hockey as much as I do like basketball, baseball and football, but I, I know who Tom Wilson is and I know he's a, a tank and who is also physically gifted and uses those gifts to hurt people. Uh, so if it were anyone else, I'd say, yeah, sure, slap on the wrist for a first-time offender. But this guy's got a rap sheet longer than Chaps' 12-year-old internet search history for <laughs> adult websites. So I, I, think, I thought it was a joke when he didn't get suspended. It's like, sure, like in my mind, it wasn't like that bad. And they're like, oh, yeah, Panarin's hurt for the rest of the year. I'm like, you guys aren't making the playoffs anyways. You're probably sitting him just to make a point, potentially. Um, you know, so... I, I thought he should have been suspended. I thought that, you know, Chas might be right about this one, that they might have been playing it up to boost some ratings or whatever you want to call it. How, yeah, th- he's a repeat upon repeat upon repeat offender. He should have been suspended, and he could have hurt someone. The guy had his helmet off. He was driving toward the ice. You know, I, that ice be hard. He, concussions, all that stuff comes to play. Like, it, it's a different time. 
these players are bigger, stronger, faster, and you know, the chances of serious injury are that much higher. So yes, you do have to protect your players. And yes, you have to be careful, especially when as a guy has his helmet off and you're driving him head first toward the ice. Yes, it should have been a suspension. Um, you know, if it was like, let's call it Elias Pedersen doing it. Yeah, sure. Fine. First time around. The guy was fine. I think Panarin's fine. But that's, that's been Dean's hot take. That's well, that's exactly it. As uh, I love how they're like Panarin out for the rest of the season. There's three games left. Rangers yeah, aren't making fine. the playoffs. He's three games. They won't announce what the actual injury is. Okay, if he's got a torn ACL or something like that, uh, okay, he's hurt. But yeah, to be like media to be like, oh, he's out for the rest of the season. I mean, it's three games, whatever. Um, I'm glad, Big O, I'm glad you brought up George LaRock. Did you see his tweet on this? He actually oh, so tweeted the Rangers and yeah. said, sign me to a one-game deal. And he tags Tom Wilson in it and says, I'll take care of Tom Wilson for you. The Rangers should have done it. They should have done it. <laughs> the The NHL should have forced the Rangers to do it. Can you imagine <laughs> the rating that would have got? I would have bought the NHL package just to watch yeah. that game. Like Tr- uh, I would have paid 60 bucks to Triller to watch it. <laughs> actually that could be a good segue did you see yeah. what uh jake paul and floyd mayweather got up to the other day on the yeah. old uh um, circus that is now called really, boxing we really want to like waste time on this fucking guy that's just a piece of shit listen he's either the smartest or the dumbest <laughs> and i'm thinking he's actually very smart to be honest with you because he knows what he's doing when he does this shit. And I just want to correct one thing the big O said before we go on to idiot Jake Paul. They, they didn't resign. They got fired. The, the, the New York Rangers fired their general manager and their president because of the statement. And now Gary Batman definitely forced them to fire them. Don't ever think any differently because that's exactly what happened. But And that's not a conspiracy hat. That's just I would do the same thing if I was a commissioner. I'd be like, no, you got to fire these guys. They can't say that. Um so yeah, no, they got fired. They didn't resign. Chris Jury took over. I love Chris Jury. He's awesome. Good guy. Hmm. Let's get ready to suck <laughs> Did we get a soundboard or something? Oh, we did. Yeah, that's, 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 what, that's, what, that's what Gary Bettman just said. To the fucking New York Rangers. <laughs> uh, they should have signed The Rock. I, I, they should have. But oh. yes, Jake Paul. Smartest person, I think, right now going in sports. Because what he realizes is boxing nerds are like one of the most passionate fan bases in the world. And he's just trashing them all right now. And I'm very, very scared, as I said on a recent episode, that I don't even want to say it. But... I think Floyd's going to take a dive here. I just, I, I can just feel it coming and he's going to ruin his perfect record for like 10, 15 million bucks. So I, I hate what's going on, but. I don't like this and I hate the pundits that come out and say, well, this is good for the sport of boxing. This is not good for the sport of boxing. If you saw the debacle that was their press conference and what happened with Jake Paul and Floyd, that is not good for business. Jake Paul could have been seriously injured by the bodyguards of Floyd Mayweather or vice versa. And then all of a sudden when something like that happens and let's say Floyd hurts his hand, which he's got a notable history for having very brittle hands. If something happens, then all of a sudden this fight is off and there's tons of money that are going into this. I don't think this is good for boxing. I think when you make a joke of your sport, it can't be good for it. I understand they're getting views from like the YouTubers and the TikTokers and all of that shit. But for bringing awareness to the sport of boxing this just isn't 
doing it. I agree. Jake is one of the smartest people out there because he's building his brand, but for God's sakes, this is not good for boxing. Uh, I don't, I don't really care to be honest. I cared more about, you know, Connor McGregor fighting Floyd Mayweather. Cause it was a UFC guy who had been proven against a boxer. One of the greatest of all times, but not the greatest. I don't give a shit about Logan Paul. I don't give a shit about Jake Paul. I don't think this matters. I think Floyd's trying to stay relevant and get his money because he's got a history of throwing it away. But I really want this to be done. June 7th can't come soon enough. Yeah, man. Uh, it's it, it's all becoming a show. It's it's becoming WWE in a sense. Like All this shit is predetermined. I think it's like, you know who's going to win the fight. It's like, there's, there's, a, there's a play. There's a dance to it. There's a... A rehearsal they they know what's going to happen in my mind like i'm conspiracy hat on now it's like this is all a show it's like it's like wrestling man vince mcmahon's probably writing the scripts for him and shit like that it, it's it's a joke uh it it gets the clicks though so they are smart and they they're making a shitload of money for someone that got famous for making videos that were like I don't even know if you could call them funny, but they are half the time they're like super insensitive i'm pretty sure so you know get on them for starting from a kid that had a cell phone and a computer to doing all this stuff. But man, it's like to a sport that's like, has the history of boxing just to like bring it down to this level. It's, it's kind of sad in my books. It, it is sad. I mean, it, boxing's a farce now. It's, it's a media joke. I mean, yeah, big O's right. They're getting the draw from the people that know uh, the Pauls and it's, but it's 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 sad because it's coming on the back of probably one of the biggest and best UFC events we've seen in a long time. Um, that last event uh, was that two sixty one. Is that the number on it? I I never know the fucking. I think numbers. it was two sixty two. Two sixty. The one with with three title fights and just two. absolute fireworks. Amazing, amazing event. I mean. <laughs> Um, you've got Weidman breaking his leg in the same fashion as Anderson Silva did on him. Um, you've got this weird common perennial nerve that seems to get hit and guys get dead feet. Uh, you got Thug Rose winning a title after chanting she's the best right before the fight. I mean, that's legitimate combat entertainment to me. What's going on in boxing is not, I mean, it's not even relevant. It's not on my radar. It's not relevant. Um, especially after that last thriller event, which was basically a concert with some things in between. I don't even a know Bieber what to call concert. it. A Bieber concert. Yeah. No. So, so it's funny though. Like I really want to jump on this because I think what you just did was exactly the problem with, with, with combat sports and boxing is we we're talking about boxing. Then you went to the UFC and that's, that's a huge issue for boxing right now is they're losing relevancy, right? Like you transitioned naturally right to UFC this is this is the issue with boxing. I am a boxing nerd. I, I try to watch all the heavyweight fights. I love I love boxing. My dad and me used to rent the fights together and watch, you know, we used to watch Lennox Lewis, all his fights. Mike Tyson, I remember him getting in his last couple fights. And, and like my, my dad and me, we love boxing. Problem is right now is you have some of the best boxers of like all time fighting. Like Dante Wilder. Have you guys seen this guy? just knocks people out like it's no business you got anthony johnson you got tyson fury and then you got my personal favorite right now andy ruiz jr who's just awesome i mean he is so freaking is that the hopeless. big guy uh, he lost a whole bunch of weight he actually just won his fight last weekend he had a huge fight last weekend now he's back in title contention um you have these big big names that 
that aren't relevant anymore. And it, what it takes for Tyson Fury to be relevant is like a random draw against Dante Wilder, where it's like, oh, should he have won? Should he not have won? And then he beats the shit out of him the second time. And the other thing is, too, for boxing to be to be relevant again, it takes Andy Ruiz Jr. knocking out Anthony Johnson in like the eighth round or whatever it was. And then everyone's like, holy shit, boxing's so good. But then it goes away because people just they love the they're they're losing legitimacy and that problem is is now even magnified with how thriller is thrown out these events so i i'm i'm disappointed i really want to see more boxing i want to see these big names get to the mike tysons and uh like the mike tysons fame but i don't uh i don't know if it's going to happen anymore for those guys one of the biggest problems that is going on is the that the ufc doesn't have that boxing does is you have many organizations with their own belts and they don't have the best guys fight each other. And that is a huge problem. When you don't have the best fighting the best, that is the biggest issue. And so when Anthony Joshua gets knocked out by Andy Ruiz Jr., it's a major issue because Anthony Joshua gets knocked out in a training camp and Andy Ruiz comes in, he gets the, the huge knockout and then the rematch, Andy Ruiz doesn't even train for it. Tyson Fury, if you actually go and, and see his story leading up to his comeback, wanted to kill himself almost each and every day that he woke up. His story about how he got back uh, to wanting to live, wanting to fight again, and then his huge comeback story. Him and Anthony Joshua are going to go toe-to-toe. And when the heavyweight boxers of the world are at their peak, that's when boxing thrives the most. No one, unfortunately, Floyd 50-0, fantastic a lot of that record's been inflated, fighting the guys at the wrong time of, it, of their careers. But when the heavyweights, you can have 20 losses and 30 wins, and as long as you're just going toe-to-toe with another monster of a guy, heavyweight boxing will thrive. And right now, we are in that with Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua bringing boxing relevance back, but it's not going to be the Jake Paul that saves boxing. No one gives a fuck about it, though. That's my point here, is nobody gives a fuck. Like, Dean doesn't know probably, and 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 same with Alan, doesn't know some of the names we just read. I'm not just throwing you guys or anything us. I don't know if you know about them or not. But there's people that legitimately that will listen to this have no idea what we're talking about right now. And, and and it's crazy to me. Everyone knew who Mike Tyson was. Everyone knew knew who Lennox Lewis was. These guys right now are, that are boxing are better than what those guys were. And what happens is you get Andy Ruiz again. I love the guy because he's hilarious. Knocks out Anthony Johnson. Knocks out Anthony Joshua, and that ruins Anthony Joshua. That doesn't help the sport. What helps the sport is if Anthony Joshua goes out there and knocks him out in the third round. But no, what happens is Andy Ruiz Jr. is like the fastest hands in the West, man. It just fucking just pounds the shit out of him. I just I wish more people would pay attention to boxing because. It's not like I only know if Dean knew I I watched this much, but like it's one of my favorite. It's just it's hilarious how how everything's kind of been uh, sideswiped here by Thriller, and it, I, I really wish more people would watch it. I think it's uh, I know we got to wrap it up, but I know it's the fault. I think it fault falls on the promotions. Like you talk about, they're promoting Jake Paul. They're not promoting the fighters you're talking about. And like, yeah, Dean and I as casuals. Maybe we tune in if we start getting that in our faces. Oh, this is a big fight. I'm going to watch it if I see it. But all I see is Jake Paul and Logan Paul shoved down my throat. I don't want to see that. But if there's going to be a legitimate boxing match between two legitimate boxers and you promote that to a point where I can see it, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, there's no question these guys like 
have working knowledge of the sport of boxing, especially Jake Paul. And, you know, they're they're better than your average Joe or your your Oculus champion, if you will. <laughs> Clint Chap. Oh, oh, Chaps. Oculus champ. But, you know, these guys aren't professional fighters. These, these guys have been doing it their whole lives. These guys have been doing it for three years. Like, it, there's a huge difference. This isn't the real deal. This is show. This is distraction, sleight of hand, get you buying it. This is, uh, it's a show and it's not a sport. It's not a test of who's the best. It's who's going to make the most money. And that's what it's really come down to. So it is disappointing because like chap said, it used to be huge, man. Like Vander Holyfield, Mike Tyson, like that would blow up. Everyone would get the box for you kids out there. You couldn't just click a few buttons. You had the, that cable box delivered to your house and you had to hook it up to your cable and then you could, bust out the thing and then you had to return it uh so it was an event man people would like gather up you'd have parties and watch it or go to the bar and you know when chaps and i were in university together we would go to the bar sometimes and watch ufc you know some people bust out their a flick shirts or uh tap out (laughs) shirts and and you know act with their shiny tap out shirts and be like yeah i i i I do this too and you're like no you don't but anyways uh yeah man it used to be a good time and now it's just kind of it's it's a joke big o finish us off unboxing because i could go in their hour what's worse the a flick shirts or Ed Hardy shirt, but that's that's a, yeah, I agree with you perfectly. They're both aren't they awful. the same thing? No, no, they both should be burned <laughs> burned at the stake. But you just went right back to fucking UFC. That's the whole thing. We can't even say a boxing like we just instantly Tyson Fury's like a generational talent, and we can't even fucking stay on on board. He's never lost, and we can't even stay on board. It is uh, this podcast. I can tell you right now, I will w- be willing to do a live event where I watch Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua go at it because Tyson Fury is going to be everyone's going to hate him he's going to knock out Anthony josh and he, he's better tyson fury is just a better boxer anyways can i close the session boys we've been at this it is almost nine o'clock is it yeah. time to close i think our last episode was like an hour and a half so let's try to cut her down a little bit <laughs> you don't have to edit it all right thank you very much qr zones for presenting this week's podcast and now for powering our podcast we can't wait to work with you guys in the future we're super excited about it everything that you guys do is over my head and uh, uh, that's what makes us look good is because i i don't know any of that stuff so thank you qr zones we can't wait to work uh, more with you guys in the future again guys follow us at the no instructions need podcast on instagram at no ins knee on no ins knee podcast on twitter and facebook.com backslash uh the no instructions needed podcast also find us on buzzsprout buzzsprout.com no instructions needed podcast you can just type in that stuff and it'll pull it up for you guys so it's been a great week you guys are amazing keep downloading tell a friend be a friend i swear to god if you dm us a picture of you sending this podcast for five people i will personally pay to get you guys some swag send us the pictures dm us let's grow this thing so i can buy a house in miami have a good week peace and that's the bottom line what because stone cold said so yeah we got it open 2am working like we possessed out 
scenario is utopia Stay content with that With our best kept secret Go ahead and floor past it We don't need to get fucked up All the time and broadcast it So much overload They overdid it Overshared about it though We're now exposed as cynic Oversaturated Now we're all overdosing Shaking my head side to side Like a motorboating Now I'm coasting And I'm ventilating Speculating All this posing Faking backstories They disseminating Trying to tell us That they got their city locked down But come the AM Well they're getting locked out We make our moves on the low Let the rhythm hit them Rock him Eric B Razor sharp You can listen to that criticism about our hometown But if you ain't from here, you're done, no, don't come round It's a mayday siren, illuminate your sky We shining out the light, silver lining in disguise It's a mayday siren, sounded through the night We resonate forever, yo, whenever we combine It's a mayday siren, illuminate your sky We shining out the light, silver lining in disguise It's a mayday siren, sounded through the night We resonate forever, yo, whenever we combine This is anti-tourism, expanding my pure vision We stand and we fan flames that came into fruition Using the true wisdom we imbibe from our environment Every idea we inscribe become Leviathan We thrive under pressure from the weight that you place on our shoulders Cliches just make us bolder We break in the mold, embracing the cold From the snow-capped mountains we can trace With our fingertips roll air clean No chem detected, choke on those vapors Constantly subjected to Become familiar with that box that you left us in Even come to love, I feel the bond Like it's next to kin, we resting in, sleeping You wrestling, weakened Weak out, stress seeking You out, left tweaking Speak out, know you hate that we fucking got it made But it's too late for our pity Paid the cost for your charade So this our mayday siren Illuminate your sky We shining out the light Silver lining in disguise It's our mayday siren Down to through the night We resonate forever, yo Whenever we combine Siren, siren, illuminate your sky We shining out the light, silver lining in disguise It's our mayday siren, down to through the night We resonate forever, yo, whenever we combine